Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Making the Call. I am joined by Austin to, well, it's a different podcast. That's, uh, I was going to say, you know, normally I introduce it by saying, you know, we're going to break down all the action from this week in the NFL. We'll go through our main headlines. But um, there's a lot of sports stuff going on right now, Austin. So I want you to kind of help me because I, I, I think I forgot. Are we here to talk about week seven of the NFL and, you know, primetime Kirk Cousins out dueling Brock Purdy and, and all the storylines from this weekend? Yeah, are we here to talk about like the NBA starts tonight? Is that what we're going to? Yeah, talk about? the NBA starts tonight. The Mavs are later this week. Um, oh, the Stars are what like three zero and one. The Stars, yeah. I mean, there's just the Dallas the Cowboys. Wings, you know, Dallas there's Wings probably a lot of bye week stories, like whether or not yeah. the Cowboys are going to be active in the trade deadline. Um, Same number of losses. You know as what? The 49ers. I, I I had a feeling I was going to forget what we were going to talk about, so I I did pull some audio to try and help us. Let's see if this can help jog our memory. Okay. So let's go there. Let's make our escape. Come on, let's go there. I don't care if this gets demonetized. Can you take me higher? The Texas Rangers are going to the World Series. Mm, Buffalo! They have, they have taken our expectations higher. Over this past month, mm. this uh, okay. I'll I'll stop the music, but I could you could have left to go in the whole time, and I would have loved. It. I I thought about it. I would have welcomed it with arms wide open. <laughs> the Texas Rangers, baby, in the World Series, American League champions. Heck yeah! Winning the pennant for the third time in franchise history, first time since 2011. How are you feeling? Oh, ecstatic, man. This is just what we live for as Rangers fans. Your team is in the World Series. I mean, this is how the rebuild is supposed to go, right? Like, yeah, exactly. You Two years removed from losing 100 games. And then you build it back up. They may be a little accelerated, but <laughs> dude, heck yeah, man. We're back. It's the it's the best feeling in the world. I was emotional. My wife was emotional, like, oh man, I, it's hard to put into words. It doesn't feel real still, you know? No, it doesn't. I completely agree. But elated at any synonym that, oh gosh, I just, I'm at a loss for words. It's amazing. Yeah. Best well, so before we get into talking about game seven and the ALCS and the playoffs as a whole and looking ahead to the world series, we've got all that. We're going to get into all of it, right? But before we do, I wanted to play. I went back and listened to our season preview podcast for the Texas Rangers. It was you, Alex, and I. And we were talking about all the offseason headlines. We were talking about the DeGrom acquisition. We talked about Bochi. We talked about Josh Young and Rookie of the Year. Like we were, we were hitting it all, right? This was before the season even started. Mm -hmm. And I wanted, it's a 30 second clip from that episode. I just wanted to play where I asked, what were our expectations for the Rangers this year going into the season? Okay. Just make the playoffs. That's my expectation. Make the wild card. Yeah, there's two spots now. Yeah. Just make Even the wild if they card. don't like actually make it, be in contention. Yeah, week left in the season. 
for yeah. the full season for yeah like yeah they did that like, like yeah. maybe a little longer let's say 10 games left i want them to be within a game and a half of a wild card spot that's fair and i think you they know, then that. they get better then they get better and they you know contend like really contend next season that's what we thought going into the year just be in contention for the wild card now yes they technically were a wild card team you know it if you, in case you didn't hear it, the broadcast, the Fox broadcast mentioned the fact that the mm-hmm. Rangers lost the division on the final day, yeah. had to fly from Seattle to Tampa Bay to Baltimore, and then down to Houston about 30,000 times. Oh my gosh. But holy crap, man, they we, just won the pennant. They won the pennant in the most <laughs> thrilling fashion against the Empire. Well, for Jeff's sake, we'll we'll not say they destroyed. Yeah, they they destroyed the Death Star. It just it's not just that they did it, but it's how they did it. I mean, they mowed down the teams with the two best records in the American League, and then took their in-state rival seven games and came home with the win. Like in terms of Dallas playoff runs, (laughs) this is unbelievable. This is tops. This is like there's the Dirk run, and then I think there's this one. Yeah. Amazing. Well, okay. So let's see. What is that? 27 to hold on here for. So in the four wins that the Rangers had against the Astros, keep in mind, all four of these games were in Houston road team won every game Rangers improved to what is that now? Eight and O on the road. Seven in or the eight playoffs. Two, yeah. Yeah. For this series, yeah, two against series. Baltimore, two against Tampa. So yep. yeah. Eight. eight. Man. Um, and the four wins against Houston, they outscored Houston twenty-seven to ten. Mm. In That's game a- six and seven, just game six and seven, they outscored Houston twenty to six. Get wrecked! Gosh, like I Every- want Everybody did their job. I want to go back to. I want to go back to Friday night because the way. Friday night just crushed my soul with this Rangers team like Mm -hmm. that. I that's the worst Rangers loss I I've experienced since the Nelson Cruz game six because I worse than the Blue Jays. I was going to say you could you could go to other series, right? You could talk about the Batista bat flip in 2015 you could talk about the three error inning in 2016 against toronto but those were divisional series right like yeah they were like they they those were gut punches mm-hmm. um but it was a divisional series you know say whatever you want about that like this was game seven alcs for the pennant against houston the defending world champions, the team that had been to seven straight ALCS appearances. Mm. And you have the Adolius Garcia home run, which just like, seems like, oh my gosh, we're going to win this game. Like Garcia is, is hot. He hits this home run. We're up four to two. Like, oh my, we're going to freaking do it. We were down two one. Now it's four two. Let's go. And then Altuve happens. And my wife was at a happy hour on Friday night and she called me when she was on her way home and she was like, go Rangers. Like 
I just checked the score. I saw they're winning. Like, this is amazing. Like we talked about that for a little bit and it was like, you know, top of the eighth inning or bottom of the, yeah, top of the eighth inning or something or bottom of the seventh. It was before Houston, before the Altuve home run. And so we talked about that for a little bit. And then, you know, clearly I wasn't a, a, a great conversationalist because I was, you know, a little distracted by the game. Yeah. And so she was like, I'll let you go. We'll talk, you know, more whenever I get home, but go Rangers. And so we hang up and she comes home and I, you know, I was definitely excited on the phone. You know, vibes were great, right? It was just after the Adolis. Immaculate. Immaculate vibes. Shout out Jalen Brunson. We miss you. Yeah. And she walks through the door and I'm just like standing in front of the TV, which is like the most depressed facial expression. Dumbfounded. And she's like, what happened? And I was like, Altuve hit a three-run home run. They're up 5-4. Rangers are losing. And I was just, it was such a bummer. I was in such a bad mood. So to go from that to what happened in game six and game seven, like, can you take me higher? Like, <laughs> Oh, man. And it's just like, because, I mean, the wind is out of the sails after game five, right? I mean, and you're wondering to yourself, man, this team, got some young players like do they just not have it in them to go to the distance this year like that's what's going through your mind and then game six happens and then you're like game seven all bets are off like who knows what happens yeah and then it's like mav sun's game seven energy like yeah (laughs) it was it was it was oh gosh where were like so talk me through what your night was like last night Going through game seven, like the game starts, you know, we we score three in the first, you know, Scherzer gives one back. Like definitely we we got up to a pretty big lead, but even at times it didn't feel completely safe. Just like where were you at mentally last night as the game was going on at any point? Take it wherever you want. I think once we took a shovel and cut off El Reptio's head, I was good, I think. But like, you know, they call him El Reptio, right? Wait, who are you talking about? Uh, Javi, Christian Javier. Oh no, I didn't. They call okay. him El, I, so they call him El Reptio because he's cold blooded. Ah, uh, okay. So that's that's what I heard at this pastors gathering I went to on Wednesday. He was like, "It's El Reptio because he's cold blooded," and I was just thinking, man, I think it just hit. The he was cold, cold, that's for sure. He was cold. So like, I felt you know three one. I you know after the first one, I was like, okay. You know, we got to the bullpen early. This is what we've done all season. This has been the recipe for the big games. And, you know, we, we give it back. You know, every time we score, they answer. And then I think it was the four run. Was it the four run inning? Is that how many we had? I forgot which one it was. Uh, yeah, I'll pull it up here. Um, I think it was a four run inning, but yeah, the four run. Yeah, we, yeah, we scored. Yeah. Four runs in the fourth. So after the fourth, we were up eight to two after the four run fourth. I was like, okay, we're good. Like, Mm -hmm. because who was it that hit the, so the fourth was you had, uh, Evan Carter hit a bases loaded double to score two. Uh huh. And then Garcia. Yeah. Hit, you know, the a single that scored uh scored two more yeah it was that one the single that should have been a double <laughs> no that was in the was that a, was that the fourth or the third that was the third because 
he hit the or I'm sorry, the first, not the third. The first inning, Garcia hit the single that should have been a double. Oh, and yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, then he stole second. And then Garver hit the single to score him. Yeah. I just remember by the time I turned to my wife and I said, we're not even out of the fourth inning yet. And it had already been like, well, like almost two hours <laughs> or something like that. And I just yeah. felt I just felt completely and utterly relaxed for the rest of the game. And I just like was trying to soak in every like play. And so, like, for Adolis to just do what he did, and I was, like, focused on the booze, and, like, then for the crowd to go silent, like... The the, the booze, like, B-O-O-S. Okay, uh, not yeah. be, not not drinking booze, got it. No, okay. we were driving driving Astros fans <laughs> to the B-O-O-Z. That's what we were doing. Um, yeah, so, after the first run, after the first inning, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, could this be, like the Mavs game seven. That's like what was going through my mind. I was like, Oh my gosh, three runs. Like they're on. And you know, hitting is contagious, right? Like that's what all these big leaguers say. And it proved to be the case. I mean, and it's not like I didn't have some nerves. Cause I mean, the Astros had 12 hits in this game. Like there was, there was traffic all game, but you know, the, the, you know, Scherzer was Ben don't break. Montgomery was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then for, you know, Spores and the rest of the crew to shut it down the way they did, you know, it was kind of like, I remember reaching a point in the Mavs game when they went up like 25 or something in the first half. And I was like, okay, I can just sit back and enjoy this. Uh huh. Dude, I remember that Mavs game. We uh-huh. were at uh, Papa Do's for my mother-in-law's birthday. And I, I like kind of checked with them beforehand. I was like, hey. I don't want this, you know, to come across as rude, but it's game seven against Phoenix. Like I'm going to have it on my phone in my lap during dinner just to check in on the score because like, come on, it's game seven yeah. and their basketball family. They were totally understandable, you know, understanding of it. It was, oh, it yeah. was fine. It was great, but it wasn't halftime yet. And we like got up to leave from dinner and they're like, well, how are they doing? I was like, oh, the game's over. Like. Mavs are up by 35. It's unbelievable what's happening. It's it's done. Yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah. That's but. where I hit in the fourth inning. It was like eight to two, and I was like, okay. Let's just sit back and let's let's watch Houston burn. Like that's that's where I yeah. was. And it was oh, it was immaculate. And like to sit there, I mean my wife. So I love my wife. <laughs> that's and good. It's good that it's good that I can get on this podcast <laughs> and say that. But like, so when Garcia hit the grand slam in game six, she cried. She bawled happy tears because of like oh my gosh. how awesome it was. And then game seven, like we're just laying there and we're like, we're in disbelief. And it was, oh, just the feels of that game. It was, man, it, game seven blowouts will do wonders for your marriage. <laughs> they will. Dude, game seven. Game seven, I was, I was so nervous going into it. Like it was the only thing I could think about all day. Uh-huh. I was just like, all right, let's get to game seven. Like what? And I was like, I was in my mind going through all the scenario, scenarios. I was like, all right, how's Bochy going to manage the bullpen? Like who all is available? What's the leash like on Scherzer? Yeah, mapping it all out. I hadn't done this for any game in the playoffs up to this point, but I like didn't need you're to. Gonna think I'm, you're going to think I'm such a nerd, but. I like got out my notebook and if you're on the YouTube, you can see this. Okay. 
<laughs> I had basically a game plan mapped out. And it's you know, this isn't like <laughs> this is this isn't like a scorebook. Yes, I know, I know. This isn't like, you know, a scorebook where I was, you know, charting every at bat. But basically it was like a pitching blueprint. I was like, how are we gonna manage the pitching? Because I know I knew that, you know, it wasn't you shouldn't have expectations for like six innings from Scherzer, not second start back in a month, right? And so I basically had like, okay, here are the nine innings. Let's see if we can keep this notebook open. Basically had like, okay, here are the nine innings. Here are the three outs. And then I had, okay, Scherzer starter. Here's all the relievers. I had them sorted, you know, righty versus lefty. Oh, and yeah, then you I had sent the this as a closer. You sent this in the text. Yeah. Yeah. You sent us a pick. And then I had the Astros lineup down here where I was kind of keeping score with them, letting, you know, keeping track of what each Astros hitter did. And basically, I was like, I wanted to keep track of the outs because I was sitting in the group text like, okay, after the first thing, all right, we got 24 outs to go. Because the way that I looked at it was Rangers needed to get 27 outs. Here are all the pitchers who are available. How can we get 27 outs? Dude, after Montgomery came in, I stopped. I, I didn't make another. I didn't make a, a change to this notebook. I didn't chart anything. He just, the game like, was over. He just kept his. I mean, he's been it's freaking stud. Like I was ready to like be like, okay, so Scherzer got eight outs. Okay, here comes Montgomery. Okay, Montgomery's going to get eight outs. Okay, who can come in next? Like I was ready to like chart it all mm-hmm. out. And Mon- once Montgomery was in on the and th- what the what was that Fourth. The third inning? Oh yeah, he came when in. He came in last out of the third. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, it's 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 we're good, we're done. Lights out. We're we're fine. Monty, if you listen to this pod, please resign. <laughs> please. Ray Davis, if you're listening to this pod, I know yeah. you've shelled out all the money, but I hope you're seeing that it's worth it because your team is in the World Series. You're cashing those playoff checks. Go resign. Go resign Montgomery. Yeah. Throw the bag like, at him. Like have a have a rotation next year of. Montgomery, Yavaldi, John Gray, Scherzer, Scherzer, and you know Dane Dunning or whoever. While you're just waiting for Degrom to come back, and then in August it's Degrom, Yavaldi, or Degrom, Montgomery, Yavaldi, Scherzer, Scherzer. (laughs) Good lord! Yes, exactly. So, (laughs) and I throw Dunning in that. Go resign him. I throw Dunning. Yeah, I love Dunning. I love him. Yeah, I do too. I love it. Great oh Dane. Oh gosh. But yeah, Montgomery made two starts in the ALCS, plus he pitched two and a third scoreless innings of relief in game seven. Final line was a 1.29 ERA over those 14 innings with 10 strikeouts. Man. Like, come on. Like, he's, he's amazing. Uh, okay, speaking of guys who are amazing, I feel like we're, you know, we're busting out all the sound bites and the props and whatnot. But let's talk about this guy. If, nope. if you're again, this is why you need to watch the making the call YouTube. I, I'm holding up a little Adolis Garcia bobblehead right now that I got this year at a game. Oh, uh, that is that is ALCS MVP Adolis Garcia, Astros adopted father Adolis Garcia, mayor of Houston. Although he has declined that position because he would not, he does want to spend a second longer in that godforsaken town than he needs to uh in the alcs he had 15 rbis and five home runs those five home runs were over the final four games so he's hit a home run in four straight games with two in game seven uh and he's also currently one rbi behind a guy whose name rhymes rhymes with uh favid 
Breeze uh, for the most RBIs in a single postseason. Thank you. Uh, Adolis Garcia. Like, is, is there an athlete right now that has more just swagger about him than than Garcia? No. Like, when he, when he jacked that and then was putting his hand behind his ear, running the bases, I mean, come Did on. You- it's, they need to you, you stop booing. <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple. Like you're just you think that you're they pissing would, him off. That's what you're doing. You think that they would have learned their lesson? Like, do you because... not see his biceps? Like, he could rip you. <laughs> Good gosh, man! Like, and um, to just uh and he does it all with a grin on his face, and like, yeah, he'll sit there and watch it. So just, obviously, that's they, who he is. Yeah. They booed him, you know, starting in game six after what happened in game five. And it seemed like it was working at first. You know, game six, he was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. But after that 0 for 4 with four strikeouts, shot her around the world. His final at bat in game six, plus all of his at bats in game seven, he combined for five for six with five RBIs and three home runs, one of which being a grand slam. No, not five RBIs. Sorry. I was like, how is that five? Nine RBIs. RBIs. I was like, five oh. RBIs. Five RBIs was just in uh, game seven. So he was <laughs> five like, for six. Five with, RBIs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He was five for six with nine RBIs and three home runs, one of which being a grand slam. Oh, and he's been a, he's been an RBI workhorse all season. All season. Yeah. Did he did he finish with the most or was it second most? It was it was second behind uh, Kyle Tucker. Who? Um, oh yeah. I think they were doing like a weekend at Bernie's thing with him. During the ALCS, <laughs> yeah, because he just looked like a lifeless corpse every time he was in the batter's box. It was bad. It was awesome. Um, we can embrace thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So let's see. Yeah, he ended up with Kyle Tucker was one twelve. Uh, Garcia was at one oh seven. Man, was a regular season. But I can't complain about one oh seven. <laughs> but if you do regular season plus postseason, then Garcia is in the lead. Yes. So. That's what we can. Um, although technically, actually, I guess technically Matt Olson has more, but that's okay. He's sitting at home. Matt Olson had 139 RBIs, which is absurd in the regular season. That is absurd. Uh, Good golly. But yeah, Dolis Garcia was great. Um, Corey Seager seemed to finally get going in game seven. Yeah, he was set a tone early. In, man. Oh. As soon as he hit that home run in the first inning, I was like, all right, we've, we've got him. He's in. Uh-huh. Like he had that Seager swing. I was like, all right, he's, yeah. he's locked in. End of the day, going three for five with a home run and a double. Also had a walk. I'll tell you what, man. If he gets, if he gets hot for the World Series. MVP. That. I mean, he already has one under his belt. One yep. World Series MVP under yep. his belt. But Adalis might have something to say about that if he keeps. That's true. <laughs> You know what? I would love for them to compete for that award. I think that's a good sign. I think it is. If they're if they're going back and forth on who's going to win it, I think we're in good shape. Yeah, I think we're fine. That's- All right, give give another um, give another shout out for a player from the ALCS that we haven't talked about yet. Um, I'm gonna go with Nate Lowe. Like, what's not to love about that guy? Like, especially with all the chaos happening. 
at home. And I mean, you have it down here, recorded a hit in every game except for the first one. You had two dingers. You know, he just, he's got a knack for getting on base. He's got great at bats, you know, and he is probably, I think he's my third favorite Ranger. I think it probably Ooh. goes Corey Adolis, and then I think, or non, non-pitching Ranger. I think it's Corey, or no, it's young Corey and then Adolis, probably. Are you there? Yeah. Young, yeah, no, he's fourth. Young Corey Adolis, and then and then low. But this is great podcasting, by the way. Um, <laughs> I know yeah. what you mean, though, because I will say for him, when he does well, it makes me more happy than yeah. maybe any other Ranger. Because I just, he's such a good guy. He's like, so likable. And he, especially with all the stuff with his mom going on right now that you alluded to, like, he you can just tell. He grabbed the flag means, and just yeah. waved it in front of the crowd. Yeah. Last night during, uh, gosh. And yeah, I mean, he was consistent all series. I wouldn't say, I would say every game he had, except for the first one, was good. You know, he got on base when they needed him to get on base. He mm-hmm. contributed with home runs and RBIs. Like, he's just, he was Mr. Consistent the whole series. And I feel like that doesn't show up on the stat sheet a lot of times. But if you watch the game, you know that Nate Lowe was a crucial part of the series win. Well, and you know what? In the I first liked? base plays. Yes, Mr. that's what, that's what Mr. I was Mr. Splits. As someone who played first base, like you don't get it. Like first base is kind of. Prince Fielder played first like, base. It's, yeah. Well, hold on. Hold we on. know what you mean. <laughs> that was rude. Uh, first base is kind of like offensive linemen. Like you're expected, you're expected to do your job. They're the same size, and you don't really get the recognition if you make a good play. It's just like if if you scoop it out, you're like you're supposed to scoop it out, right? You're just supposed to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scoop that he had in the double play, what was that in game six? Mm-hmm. It was like the sixth inning or something. Mm-hmm. That was a bad throw by Corey Seager. Like not only was it low, it was wide. Like he, that's that's a hard. Your glove side when you're stretching out towards like right field on a double play like that, that's a hard play to make as a first baseman because just the, the depth perception with it not coming directly at you makes it difficult when you're having to stretch out to the side and scoop it. That's challenging. And he, I mean, that saved a run Mm -hmm. like that, that likely, you know, that was a turning point in that game. And there were lots of comments about his defense going into this year which rightfully so he wasn't a good defender, but he took all that, you know, personally, he worked at it. He got better and he's a gold glove finalist. Like, yeah. And you multiple Rangers. I mean, they said the same thing about Josh Young on the other side of the corner. They were defensive. I mean, yeah, it's just a great he's, time he to talk about gold glove finalist, but he should have been, he should have been. It's just a great, I mean, great defense. The whole series, Evan Carter in left field yeah. game one. Yeah, you want to talk about? Can you take me higher? He was reaching for that ball. <laughs> all right, just this team showed up defensively as it has all year, and it showed. The, I just think, like with this team, like I don't know. I feel like with baseball, it is so much easier to get invested with these players than in any other sport. You watch them 162 like, you know, times. 
like Trent, Trent could make a case for hockey, but I, I, so part of the reason why I think that is like football, I always think it's going to be hard because they're always wearing helmets. You never see their face when they're playing. Like you, you, you know them. like you, you know, you obviously know what Dak looks like, you know, what CeeDee Lamb looks like, but it's just different when you're not seeing their emotion throughout the game, right? They're, they're just players on a field. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball, I think it's a little bit different because basketball is way more, you know, star oriented. It's smaller rosters. There's less players, but baseball, I mean, yeah, you mentioned the, the 162 games, like you're watching these guys every day for like four months. And you're seeing them go through slumps. You're seeing them come out of slumps. You're seeing them go through hot streaks. And you see them together too. Like you see like, you know, them, you know, dapping each other up in the dugout. Like you see the energy, like it's just, you don't see everybody on the team congregating on the sideline in football, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas if you hit a great, I mean, everybody in the dugout, everybody, everybody. You know, it's, it's just a different, you got hedges doing the finger guns. Like it's just, (laughs) he's, he's caught what less than 10 games. Right. I mean, I mean, (laughs) yeah, I think he's, he's He's had more relief. He's had more relief appearances than he has catching appearances. Yeah, Like he's been so fun and he was like a last minute trade deadline guy, but like he's the locker room guy you go get. And it's been the vibes. Yeah. the, The vibes are immaculate with him. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I just, I feel like when, I feel like with baseball teams, like with the Rangers, it's so much easier to get fully invested in these guys, like as individuals, right? Mm -hmm. And you see it all come together and you, and you see these guys where it's like, you know, this is going to be Simeon's first trip to the World Series and he's a veteran. Mm -hmm. This is going to be Nathaniel Lowe's first trip to the World Series and he's a veteran. Um, You've got guys who have been there before, like Scherzer and Yavaldi and, um, Corey Seager. And then you got these young guys like Josh Young, like the excitement on Josh Young's face when they recorded that final out was awesome. Uh-huh. And I freaking love Adolis Garcia. As soon as the game's over every single time, he just flips his hat backwards and runs in. Like it's yeah. just, and well, like they were interviewing, it. go for it. They were interviewing Evan Carter and like the dude is so wholesome. Cause he's just a kid. Like they're asking him, like, was he nervous? He's like, man, I'm just having fun out here. This like, is this fun. is what you play for. Like, I'm just happy to be out here having fun with the guys. Like, it just, it just warms your heart. Well, and the story extends to like the guys in the dugout, like the, the leaders in the dugout too. Right. I mean, Bochi came out of retirement for this, like could have retired as one of the greatest managers of all time. And he came back to coach this team. Mike Maddox returning back into the, back into the Texas dugout. Like, so many great stories and it's not just players. Cause I mean, they've latched on, we've latched on to Boach. We've latched on to Maddox. We've latched on to Chris young because of all he's done for the franchise. Like it extends mm-hmm. beyond just the players on the field too. I I mean, yeah, let's like, talk about Bochy for a second. Did you see oh, like ahead. Chris young in the middle of the champagne spray yesterday? Like, yeah. What GM does that? Like it's, it's awesome. Jerry Jones well, is not cool going like, to do that. Chris Young, like Chris Young, grew up a Rangers fan. Like mm-hmm. this, he's he has seen the excitement not only from a sense of he's the general manager, but he's a fan of this organization. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so cool. And you like Bochi, like you just mentioned, first manager to win a league championship series with three different franchises. He's never lost a game seven in his career. If you expand that stat to just winner take all games, 
So let's talk about, you know, ALDS, wildcard rounds, winner take all. He's 6-0 and in his career as a manager. Yeah. Never lost a winner take all. And here was a quote from his interview last night with all the champagne showers. He was talking to Emily Jones, uh, Bally Sports, and he says, it's unreal. It's hard to believe that this is really happening. I was sitting on that couch for three years and got the call from CY. Couldn't be more grateful to think I'm here in the World Series. There's no words. Like, it's just, there are so many storylines to fall in love with, with this team and, mm -hmm. and with this run. And like you were talking about, everyone in this organization just seems like they are rooting so hard for each other. Like how many times in all of the post-game interviews, because I don't know if you did this, but the game ended last night. I stayed up for another hour, just yeah, like I watching up, it. All. I was up the whole time. I'm, I'm literally, I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting there on the couch just smiling like i couldn't stop smiling for like an hour just like watching all the interviews mm -hmm. and when oh, the kids get I, out there and you see the families and it's so wholesome oh. i know yeah and every single guy is talking about we 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 like we did this like we we fought we were resilient we knew what we needed to do like we we came in with a plan like no one was tooting their own horn and some of these guys deserve to toot their own horn, but it's not how they're wired. It's not the culture of this clubhouse. It's not what they have built throughout the entire season. It's just these these are the teams you like to root for. And the fact that it's our team, the fact that it's our little Rangers, I don't know. It's it's just it's a dream come true. It's so it's it's amazing. But enough of that. I'll turn it back to you. We've mentioned a few guys already. We've mentioned Bochi. We've mentioned, you know, Adolis and uh, Nathaniel Lowe and, and among others. Who's another guy that you feel like needs to be mentioned from just just from the ALCS? You know, I think we got to talk about Simeon for a second. You know, okay. as atrocious okay. as he was to start the playoffs, it feels like he's really coming out of it. You know, the plate discipline has been there. You know, he walked more than a couple times, right? I think he, yeah. Yeah, he walked three times. He had three walks in game six and seven combined. He batted like 375 in the series. Like, it just seems like he's back to his normal self, and it's not just a waste of an out, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And uh, which has been so crucial for this team, you know? There was a time, you know, where we were just jacking up homers, and we were kind of, you know, we weren't really getting people on base and getting people around the bases. And I feel like that comes starts from the top. You know, Marcus Simeon has the opportunity to set the tone at the beginning of the mm -hmm. game with a leadoff single, leadoff double, you know, just to get things going. And we haven't had that. And, you know, we've been okay. But yeah. to go into the World Series, it's another level up. And so for him to be coming out of it like he has, um, I think is crucial, you know, going into another seven-gamer. I agree. And... You know, he has he has struggled. You know, he did start to pick things back up in game six and seven, like you talked about. But the Rangers have done well offensively with him struggling. And it feels it feels like that can't be sustainable, right? Like conventional wisdom would tell you that can't be sustainable if your leadoff guy is just a an automatic out, basically. Mm-hmm. But that's also because they've been getting picked up from other guys, but lower in the lineup. Like Lowe started to come come up. 
you know, Tavares has been pretty much consistently solid the entire postseason. Garver. Garver has been big great. time. Like, yeah. Jonah Heim has had his moments. Like they've they've gone they've gotten the production from other places, but Simeon needs to get going so that when those guys who are lower in the lineup start to, you know, go through these very one to two game slumps, which can be impactful in the playoffs, it offsets it, right? Like you yeah. you need the production at the top. Uh, so hopefully game six and seven is a nice turning point for Simeon. You know, it's been, it's been good. Like, you know, there hasn't been a, a game where everybody was down, you know, like one game, it's Laody, you know, another game, it's Garver, you know, another game, it's high. Like these guys have been able to, oh, it's like, oh, so this guy's not on tonight. So I need to be on. Like, it's been, it's been great to see production from all nine spots. At different yeah. times, crucial times in this series. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, bringing it back to the pitching side, Josh Spores, what a turnaround he has had this season. Mm-hmm. Because there were moments earlier in the year where I didn't want him within 100 feet of a mound. Yep. And now he just, you know, he's just nails. Like he, you're so confident when he takes the mound. In these late game situations, he pitched six innings of relief in the ALCS, only gave up one run and two hits in those six innings, mm-hmm. which those two hits were the first hits he had given up this entire postseason. So he went the entire wild, the entire wild card round in ALDS without giving up a hit. And mm-hmm. I believe the first hit was like in game five or something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you want to talk about young guys to get you excited for like the sustainability of this team. He's he's up there because how old is he? Oh, he's got uh, the stash adds a couple of years, <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> oh, he's twenty nine. Okay, he's older than I thought. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. All right. Huh. But he's been great. Like you, you love to see that. Uh, Leclerc, you know, he had the bad game in Game Five, which I'm not even going to blame him because if Chapman works a clean eighth, the Rangers win that game. Yeah, that's that's where my head's at because Leclerc had to come in to to clean up the eighth. Then he sat for half an hour with the whole benches clearing incident, and then he gives up the home run. What a Dusty Baker move right there! Big exactly. Fit. Yeah. Yep. Bye-bye, Speaking buddy. of the Rangers, forced him into retirement, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. The Doc Rivers of the of baseball <laughs> is retired. Yeah. He just sucks in closeout games. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's unreal. Can't win the big one. Uh, but yeah, shout out Leclerc, shout out Spores. You know, the bullpen has been a talking point, but it does feel like we've got at least two guys that you can rely on. And then you just got to figure out how to piece together the rest. Well, starters have been going six innings. Starters have been going. Exactly. So it's, that's the recipe. Starters are giving you six innings and then you've already got, you know, minimum two innings covered from Spores and Leclerc. You have one inning to figure out. Well, and he need, he's been good. I mean, he had one bad game, right? Yeah. No. Bradford's been okay. Like, like, I got start. I got confidence in the starters who are not relievers. Has Martin Perez pitched at all? Did he pitch at all in the ALCS? I think he pitched. He pitched in like a blowout and like that ten to three blowout they had in what game five, maybe five was the heartbreaker. No game four then game four. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, and then on the pitching side, you know, we talked about – I don't think we talked about Yavaldi yet. Nate. Uh, big game Nate. 
12 and a third inning over his two starts, giving up. Uh, he The team went 2-0 and in his two starts. He gave up five runs, striked out 13, and just worked out of jams. Like bases, that bases loaded no out jam that, was that he worked out of. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. How demoralizing must that have felt for the Astros? I was so hyped after that. Oh man. I like texted all my Astros friends and I was like, ah. <laughs> I did. You know what I like about Uvalde is this. I, I, I mean this in the most sincere way possible. The dude's a grunter. Uh-huh. Like you hear the grunts on the broadcast. And I just think that rules because that's just like asserting your dominance over the batter. Yeah. You're like, I'm freaking grunting as I throw this 96 mile an hour fastball past you. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, and how he shifted, like I have such an appreciation for his pitching strategy and like how he was heavier on the split, you know, in the first game and then switched to like the sinker and the curveball or slider and the curveball in game, like his second start, like just his mindset. You know, and how he gets better as the game goes on too. Like, well, and what's funny is like his strategy, like he's doing classic, he's just doing like textbook sequencing. Yep. Like he's going fastball in, breaking ball away or fastball away, breaking ball in. He's going, you know, fastball low, breaking ball. Like he just, like he just is he just changing sequencing, That's what he does. Which you learn how to do that in like eighth grade. So it's not a, it's not a complicated thing, but it's the fact that if you're executing it, it's still going to trip up the hitters. He doesn't, and miss. that's what's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, any other notes from the ALCS um, before we talk about the the team down in the armpit? That um, you know, it was. I I know you you live down by Corpus, but it was raining all day today. And Pete Delkis, the weatherman for uh, WFAA Channel Eight was on Twitter just saying that it was raining Astros, Astros fans tears, <laughs> uh, which I just thought it, I thought was awesome. And my church um, is chock full of Astros fans and I, I let them all know. <laughs> good. I let them, I let them all know. Good. They are such front runners. Like not the, the amount of, not the people in my church, but I'm just kidding. Yeah. All the Astros fans get out of here. I know like, too tolerable Astros fan. Shout out Jeff Scott for being one of them. Yep, Jeff, you are one. John Witten is one. Okay. Yeah. But that whole bot not built thing, whenever (sighs) the Rangers had the highest, the ninth highest payroll, but the Astros had the 10th. So like we paid 3 million more this year. Whatever. Also, um, I won't accept any excuses from the Astros because they acted like this series was going to be a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. They took it for granted. They were like, oh, they so, want Houston. <laughs> I'm not going to accept any any excuses from them. Like, your team got waxed at home. They didn't put up a fight. To be fair, we got waxed at home, but... I wouldn't but, even say waxed because, like, game, yeah, five, game five was, was a heartbreaker. <sighs> We, Mr. Miyagi, we did all games. You you have a game six and seven at home, and you get outscored. What what was it? Twenty to five, twenty to seven, or something. You just got to win one. You just got to win one of them. Yeah, like I'm sorry, man. That's that that the mentality you have when you're going back home up three two, versus when you're hosting, you know, game three at home and you're up two zero. It's a different level of urgency. Different, different. They cracked under pressure. So I, I yeah. 
Beautiful. Let's talk about him, Andrew. Let's discuss the Astros. You know, I, I would say that. So some people, you know, some people will say marriage is 50 50. A, a good, a good Christian council will say that marriage is a hundred, a hundred, you know, you you're giving your all your spouse is giving your all my rooting interest in this and this, uh, or my like motivation for my rooting interest in this series wasn't 50%. I wanted the Rangers to win 50%. I wanted the Astros to lose. It was a hundred, a hundred. Like I wanted the Rangers to win and I desperately wanted the Astros to lose. And you wanted to beat them badly. Yes. In the most grueling way possible. Which a game seven blowout at home is that. And just taking the life out of that stadium in the first inning. Oh, man. Was amazing. So quiet. Adolius Garcia. Like the, the, the video of the Adolius Garcia Grand Slam in game six, where it's just the, it's just the, the stadium uh, uh, audio and it's not the broadcast. And you can hear the boos all the way up to the crack of the bat. And then silenced you just hear it sounded like a freaking balloon flying across a living room just just oh it was so deflating it was amazing oh man absolutely amazing what a greatest piss rocket of the year yeah hands down with all that said i do like i have a lot of respect for jordan alvarez i hate that he's on the astros because i I genuinely like him. Seems like a good dude. I, I was terrified every time he walked up to the plate. Every single time. There was not a time that I was not terrified. He reminds me so much of Big Poppy. Yeah. Where it's just like the double he hit off the wall opposite field in game seven. If you go look at the pitch tracking for that, like it was a foot low and outside of the strike zone. And he still got a piece of the bat on it and put it off the left field wall. Like the, you've just got you tip your cap to that. It wasn't even a bad pitch by Scherzer. It was a great pitch by Scherzer. Right. Just got beat. Yeah, I hate that he's on the Astros, man. Yeah, I hate he it. Was, he was. It. I think he he should request a trade to go to um, the best team in Texas. Yes, I think maybe. so too. Well, so it's like not every day that a hitter with that kind of power has that kind of discipline because anybody the in the world can be a Joey Gallo can hit the ball mm-hmm. a mile, but hits it two out of 10 times, one out of That's 10 times. Yeah. And I mean, and he's, he's a smart hitter. He can work counts. He, oh gosh, I just can't say enough good things about Jordan Alvarez, except for he's on the Astros. So, did you uh did you see what I made the header uh photo I for did for making the call? I also did for my personal Twitter. Oh, that 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 picture. If you're on the YouTube, it's uh, you can't really see it. It's the it's the astronaut guys, the sad astronauts who were at the game. Um, yeah, it was they, the amount of crap they talked after you know saying that the Rangers celebrated too much after clinching the playoffs and then the official Texas Rangers Twitter account posted the video of Bochy speech. And I was like, is it okay to pop the bottles now? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> the amount of Amazing. Bregman, I guess we'll never know tweets that I saw. Uh, yeah. It's 
beautiful. All right. Do you want to talk World Series? Let's do it. Okay. Before we do, let's tell the lovely listeners about our good friends over at Liquid IV. Uh, I've got the hydration multiplier with immune support sitting right there behind me. We got the tangerine flavor. And I've had a few packets of it already. Got to say, it's, it's amazing. And you just, you feel good after it. Like you, it's the way, the, the hydrating effect and you just feel refreshed. Like if you're a little sleepy and you just need kind of like a, it's not even like their energy one, but I still think it has, it still energizes you. It's great. Um, hydrates you twice as fast as water alone. Has three times the electrolytes of, tra- of traditional sports drinks. And you, our listeners here of Making the Call, can go try Liquid IV today and get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MTC at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code MTC at liquidiv.com. All right, World Series. So we don't know who the Rangers are going to play. Game seven of Phillies Diamondbacks is going on right now. It's the... As the t- at the time of we're recording right now, it's the bottom of the fourth. Phillies just took a two to one lead. They've got runners on first and third, one out with none other than Nick Castellanos up to bat. It's a drive in the left field. <laughs> Castellanos <laughs> makes it. A uh, so we don't know who we're going to face, but let, let's talk about how the Rangers match up with both of these teams. And we'll kind of talk about both and then talk about maybe who we want the Rangers to face and who we feel better about and kind of some storylines there. So starting pitcher ERA. Now, these stats are, you know, not including game seven, obviously um, not game seven for Phillies, Arizona. Um, starting pitcher ERA. Philly is 1.93. Arizona is 3.57. Texas is 3.62. So obviously huge advantage there for the Phillies. This is for the entire postseason. This isn't just for the LCS. This is the entire postseason. Um, thought it was okay to do the entire postseason because all three of these teams were wildcard teams. We've all played, you know, around the same amount of games. So seems, seems fitting. Um, 1.93 is a ridiculous starting pitcher ERA. Um, that's going to be an X factor. What's that? Sustainable. Maybe not due for bad games. Maybe, 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 Maybe. uh, relief pitcher ERA Philly. 2.25, 2.25, Arizona 3.27, Texas 3.72. So that would tell you that Philly has the advantage in both starters and relief pitchers um, over Texas. Offensively, batting average, Texas 265, Philly 258, Arizona 240, Texas leading there. OPS, Philly 841, Texas not too far behind at 825. Arizona at 748 and then weighted runs created plus, which is a nice little, you know, analytical stat there for you. Nerd. Uh, it's a plus stat. So it goes off of league average. So 100 for weighted runs created plus would be league average. If it's a uh, 110, then you're 10% better than league average. You get the gist of it. Texas 124, Phillies 123, Arizona 100, right smack dab at league average. Uh, weighted runs created plus here in the postseason. Who do you want to play, Andrew? <laughs> you know what? I I think I know where you're going. The numbers say you'd rather face Arizona. But since Texas has home field advantage against both, the Dallas sports fan in me 
looks at this and says, okay, it was so sweet to stick it to Houston. How sweet would it be to stick it to the city of Philadelphia? Yeah. But then there's also a storyline where you could say, hey, the Mavs stuck it to the city of Phoenix with the Suns. We could stick it to the Diamondbacks, but it just doesn't feel like the same. It's not the same. There's not the, I mean, the hatred between Dallas and Phoenix is two seasons old, three seasons old, whatever it was. Yeah. This. So I guess, I guess I don't really care who, who they play. Philly seemed like a better matchup, but I think the Rangers can hang with both of them. This is the one problem with like baseball structure. Is that you just the two teams that meet in the World Series just aren't gonna hate each other. Uh-huh. You know? Like yeah. like as great it as it would be to stick it to the city of Philly, like I really don't have one feeling one way or the other towards the <laughs> Phillies. I mean you know that's true, but if it was like the Braves. I think for the fan yeah. bases we can get there. Oh yeah. Right? Like yeah. The the Dallas versus Philly towns, you know, crap talk is gonna is gonna. There's not gonna be any problem there. Yeah, like there wasn't really a problem between Phoenix and Dallas until we made it one. Yeah, and I yeah I could see we're gonna get. I mean, they're gonna hate each other by the end of it. That's just the nature of playoff series. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I I'm gonna be honest. I'd rather face the Diamondbacks. Because I know we could drive up. Now, I will say, you know, Christian Javier was lights out going into game seven, and we stuck it to him. So, like, the starting pitcher ERA really isn't that scary to me. Well, and the thing with the Phillies is they're a lot like Texas in the fact that they have two lights out starters. With Wheeler and Nola. Mm-hmm. After that, it's it, it gets dicey, which is kind of like Texas, right? So that, and I mean, honestly, the Diamondbacks are the same way. Like the Diamondbacks have Gallon and, and Merrill Kelly. Yeah. And outside of that. Gall- they lit Gallon up though. Yeah. During the regular season. I do think, it, I, I, I do think it's hilarious that the Rangers have home field advantage over the Phillies. Because of the very first series of the of the 2023 season, the Rangers swept the Phillies. Yep. And that's the tiebreaker because both teams have 90 wins. It's awesome. Because I was listening back to old Rangers pods at the at the beginning of the season to find that sound bite uh, that I played at the beginning. And I listened to the one after I listened to part of the one um, after the Phillies series. And I think I asked a question of like, you know, can we take anything from this series? Like, I know it's too soon, but look at us now in October. And that series actually mattered. Like it, 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 that, that series, if the Phillies win game seven, that series decided home field advantage in the World Series. Think about that. That's incredible. You had Jacob DeGrom giving up like five runs. And then the Rangers come back and won like 11 to 10 in like the opening day game. Like it was yeah, ridiculous. That was a crazy game yeah Man, that's awesome <laughs> i know that's so funny so who do you want the rangers to play 
Oh gosh. I part of, I don't want any part of Bryce Harper in the postseason. You know? I just don't. But at the same time, it's like, so we've already beaten some of the best teams in baseball. Why not just do one more? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm I think I want Philly. I think my heart wants Philly, my head wants Arizona. I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Uh huh. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a fun series either way. By the time you guys listen tomorrow, you will know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess this segment will be a little dated, but um, let's talk some X factors for the Rangers in this World Series. Because that is one thing we know for certain that the Rangers are in the World Series. We can at least talk about that. The Rangers are in the World Series. Yes. I think we know. It's unreal. <laughs> but it's there. It, it doesn't say, feel real, it, but it is. Needed to say it out loud to get my head in the right space. Yeah. Uh, I think the Rangers need at least one of Seeger and Simeon to be hot each game. Mm-hmm. You gotta have one of them contribute. It can they can't both be quiet. Looking like we're gonna get that. I hope so, man. It's looking like just it. Knock on wood. And just go win at home. I think also you saw this a lot, um, or you saw this more in game six and seven. The Rangers batters needs to take the opposite field hits when that's given to them. When they get in these strikeout counts and they have these non-productive at-bats, it's because they're trying to pull things that are away. Like how many Josh Young swings and misses on breaking balls was he trying to get out in front and poke to left field? I'm so sick of this. Let the ball travel a little bit more. Get the barrel to the bat late. Just put just, it in the right field. Just dink take it. Take first base. Dink it and take it's first sitting base. sitting there for you. Yep. So I think that's going to be a big one. Um, Bochy's going to continue, going to need to continue to press the right bullpen buttons in any situation, not including Leclerc and Spores. Uh, I have complete faith in that man. I would, I trust him with my life. Yes. Like if I was like tied to train tracks and, <laughs> and my life was contingent on Bochi putting the right reliever in to win a game. Zero nerves. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Unless it's Chapman. Um, <laughs> and then I'm see with Chapman, I would use him if that first pitch is a ball, we got problems. <laughs> I would use him way more in the home games versus the road games, personally. Like I would just because I think he gets rattled and like, especially if they're playing, if they're playing Philly, like that ballpark is going to be loud, toxic, you know, Philly fans. Yeah. So that's what I would do. Um, I think we need Scherzer to continue to improve. We don't need seven shutout innings from him, which I mean, that'd be amazing. But let's just see the improvement. Like, let's just see the progress. Let's get a good start from him in game three because uh, he'll likely be the game three starter. Just give me like a one or two in like one or two runs and like four. Five innings. Four or five innings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just give me that. Uh, and then Monty and Evo. I mean, we can't take it from gra- for granted, but we kind of need them to continue to do what they've been doing and just be lights out. Statistics so. would say, or Isaac Newton would say, an object that is in motion should stay in motion. Exactly. So, and I have faith in both, both of them. I mean, especially with the way 
Monty handled game seven. Two and a third out of the bullpen. Like I I have faith in both of them. Love that uh, guy. <laughs> Love that game guy. one's Friday, man. In Arlington at the Globe. And I may make a poor financial decision. And you might make a poor financial decision and go. That's right. I'll so. let y'all know if I do. And I will log into the Making the Call Instagram and I will document. Please do. That'd be great. Yeah, please do. I will do. do that. Um, Unreal. Got anything else? Andrew, the Rangers are in the freaking World Series. It's Yeah, they are. Just, just one thing. Okay. Let's win this one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Rangers, take us, take us higher. How? I don't even want to, like, I don't know. I don't want to even think about it. I'm going to be a mess. Like, if they do, I'm going to be a mess. I'm like, calling you it said work. You're, I'm not you going to work the next day. No way. No. I'm taking a sick day. I'll be at the parade, like no doubt. I oh, mean, I wish you could be there. Oh. I just like I little I think I told the story on the podcast, but how old was I? Let's see, 2011. You were 14. I would have been 14. 14 year old Andrew was you like cried. in my bunk bed crying when they lost. Uh 26 year old Andrew will be crying if they win. Mm-hmm. There, no question about it. Um, Just like the Dallas sports team that's going to bring home a title. Mm-hmm. Like since the last title was in 2011. Yep. Since then. Yeah. It's going to be, it could, it could, it could be the Texas Rangers. We're just going to take it one game at a time. One game at one a time. One inning at a time. I believe in this team. I believe in, in Bochi. They all have the right mentality. I do think the fact that they played in such hostile environments against Houston will help them in a potential matchup against Phillies. Mm-hmm. So let's see what happens, man. I'm so All right. pumped. Let's go, Rangers. Game one Friday. Let's do this thing. Buffalo! That's, Buffalo! That's going to do it for all of us here at Making the Call. Thank you, of course, to Austin for joining this week. Thank you to everyone who tuned in on the YouTube. Uh, this was a good YouTube episode to tune in. This was. We had lots of visual aids. Lots of visual aids. So make sure you go subscribe to that YouTube channel. We'll have a link to that in the description of this podcast. So we can it's it, we make it easy for you. It's like two clicks and you're done. Um, subscribe to the Making the Call Substack. I didn't mention that, mention that at the top, but we'll have another uh, football newsletter uh, coming out this Friday uh, like, we, like we're doing every Friday throughout the NFL season. The dad joke this week, I'll handle it uh, since Trent's not on. Uh, the bank keeps calling me to give me compliments. Did you know that, Austin? The bank's right. calling me. They're huh. just they're just giving me compliments left and right because they keep saying that I have outstanding balance. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Hey, nice I got, guys. I got a baseball themed one. Okay. All right. All right. I heard. Why does a pitcher raise one leg when he throws the ball? Um, I don't know. If he raised them both, he'd fall down. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's like so it. it's so bad all right that's gonna do it for this week's episode of making the call uh go try liquid iv use code mtc for 20 percent off at liquidiv.com everyone have a great week absorb all the rangers content take it all in listen to all the podcasts read all the articles listen to creed listen to creed 
Take yourself higher. Have a great week. Enjoy the games this weekend. And we will see you next time.